0: The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of webmasterradio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited.
1: Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. Webmasterradio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Ritan.
2: Good afternoon, and welcome to Purse Strings. Happy New Year, everyone. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today, our very first show back for 2012. You can catch Purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, from Stephen Riley at Vibrant Nation, we love Stephen here on purse strings. And uh, we looked to him for insight into the boomer woman. Well, he has had some keen data come out around what moms with allegedly grown-up children are still doing for their adult kids these days. And I found it quite astonishing. I don't know if it says more about the moms or the adult children or the economy. I'll let you be the judge, but here's a little bit about all three. Stephen surveyed Vibrant Nation members and yielded these surprising results. Um, A majority of moms that they spoke to um, of 80 to 30-year-old adult children are still paying many of their children's bills. And influencing even more of their purchases. Here's how it breaks down 59% of those respondents pay for their adult child's cell phone. Over a third pay for everyday expenses like rent, clothing, cars, and computers. And get this Boomer women are still financially supporting those adult children. Remember, they're up to age 30. of them pay more than $5,000 annually for their kid and that does not include tuition or their education. And uh, they say that they cover more expenses than their parents did for them, so quite interesting. Apparently, too, these moms are influencing their adult children's banking, mortgage and insurance decisions, and they are also the main influences, according to Stephen Riley at Vibrant Nation, over really big ticket items. In fact, their adult children turn to these moms when it comes to car buying, financial services, even food and recipes, health and beauty products, cleaning, laundry, and appliances. Isn't that amazing? I just found that to be shocking. So when you're marketing, keep in mind that we want to market not only to those millennials, but keep in mind that you're marketing to their parents as well. You can reach millennials by marketing to their moms, which I found to be really enlightening considering my guest for today. Now, normally at this point in the show, we have a purse profile, but I have three guests today that I'm very, very excited about. I want to tell you about who I'm going to be speaking with. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to devote the rest of our time to interviewing these dynamic women women about marketing to moms. So I'm going to skip purse profile and devote more time to them. So here they are, I have Elizabeth Barton-Franjimé. She's the Senior VP Director of Moms Initiatives at PME Enterprises. And she's a friend of Purse Strings. We've had her on the show quite a bit. In fact, we've talked to her about Marketing to Mom conferences in the past and Marketing to Women conferences. Uh, We're going to be specifically talking about the very recent Marketing to Moms conference that took place in Chicago just this past October. And among the guests, of course, are Miriam Aaron. Now, she's the Director of the Good Housekeeping Research Institute, Which is the home of the Good Housekeeping Seal and the Green and Good Housekeeping Seal. She oversees a staff of engineers and chemists and nutritionists and textile experts and scientists. Gosh, she's got a big job. Who test thousands of consumer products each year? And of course, those reviews are featured in the magazine and online, and also show up in the Best Toy Awards, a lot of different awards. So I'm sure you're very familiar with the Good Housekeeping Research Institute's work. I'm very very thrilled to have Miriam on the show today. She was also a speaker at Marketing Demom as was Rose Cameron the chief strategy officer at Euro RSCG in Chicago Rose provides business strategy and planning expertise for the agency's entire portfolio of brands and it's very large She is responsible for driving strategy and planning for uh, Euro RSCG's Discovery, which is the agency's data and analytics unit as well. And she has been around the blocks working with some of the most prestigious brands um, on the map today. So I've got three dynamic women. We're going to be talking about marketing to moms, all of them fresh off the Marketing to Moms conference. Stick around. Some really interesting tidbits coming back when PurseStrings returns in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. First strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
0: Superior affiliate offers. Superior affiliate brands. Superior affiliate service. The Superior Affiliate Management superior affiliate management delivers direct exclusive offers with weekly payouts their mission is to ignite your e-commerce and ignite your commission superior affiliate brands means our work with the internet retailers top 500 as well as new brands thanks to their full service agency and cpa network superior affiliate service means lifetime bonus referrals and personal vip treatment when you hear superior affiliate offers superior affiliate brands superior affiliate service that's samopm.com from the creators of we build pages experience the power of the internet marketing ninja an exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The Ninjas are coming.
2: In 500 yards,
3: CPA Way will be on your right. You have reached your destination.
0: On the interstate of internet marketing, CPA Way helps you monetize the way. No matter which direction you're heading, CPA Way is your route to low-risk revenue. Advertisers, we have paved the way to delivering revenue channels that will meet and exceed your expectations. Publishers, we monitor and manage your campaigns to bring you the most revenue possible. Publishers can feel secure to leverage direct offers, while advertisers can find safety, offering their most valued campaigns. The road to trust, respect, integrity, and honor is just ahead at CPAWay.com. WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome to the place your competitors get their edge. Jump on it. We're here for you 24-7.
1: Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Welcome back to Purse Strings. I've got a jam-packed show today. First one back for the year 2012, and I'm thrilled to have on the program... Liz Franjame, SVP, Director of Moms Initiatives at PME Enterprises, known for their fantastic Marketing to Women and Marketing to Moms conferences. And recent Marketing to Moms speakers, Rose Cameron, who's the Chief Strategy Officer for Euro RSCG in Chicago, and Miriam Aaron, Director of Good Housekeeping Institute. Welcome to the program. Thank, Thank you. you.
4: Thank you for having us.
2: Well, it's great to have all three of you on. It's been a while since I've had three guests on at the same time, and we have a lot of territory to cover today. So let's quickly introduce each of you. Now, Liz, you were just on the show back in September, kind of teeing up Marketing to Moms, which is held each and every year in Chicago um, in October. It's so great to have you back. Oh, it's great to be back. Thank you. Well, and I'm thrilled that you brought two of your headline speakers along with you today. Rose Cameron, as I've said, Rose, you're the Chief Strategy Officer with EuroRSCG in Chicago, and you received a huge honor during Marketing to Moms. You were voted Best Speaker at the conference, winning the You Take the Cake Award for your opening keynote called Parenting by Millennials. What would Dr. Spock say about new technology, crowdsourcing, and online communities? Congratulations.
3: Thank you so very much. I'm I'm really thrilled they voted me in as the top.
2: Well, my goodness, and for it to be the keynote, you know, normally, that I mean, that kicks off everything, and they remembered you through all of those speakers, and they still awarded you. That's huge.
3: I think it had a lot to do with me doing the potty dance in the midst of the presentation, <laughs> but thanks very much. <laughs>
2: Hey, you know what we'll take it however we can get it if a party dance takes it that's great and then of course we have the director of Good Housekeeping Research Institute Miriam Erin and you oversee all the product testing for Good Housekeeping Seal and for Institute Reviews published in the magazine and that magazine if, if, if you don't recall folks it reaches 24 million women that's one out of every four moms in America welcome Miriam thank you so much great to be you here. Have, you have a great big job, that's for sure. Liz, congratulations on securing so many great speakers from Marketing to Moms. And I know each and every year you somehow, I don't know how you do it, you <laughs> manage to outdo yourself. Um, how did? What did you learn of, uh, from your speakers that you didn't really know going into
4: the conference? I, I can't even imagine all the great learning that comes out of it. I think I learned the most this year. Uh, with Miriam, with Rose, we had um, – The team from Google talking about the zero moment of purchase, which was a new concept that I had never heard. But um, my biggest learning was that while moms continue to be the most powerful consumer, they still rule the roost, the family unit is playing a much bigger role. You had mentioned grandmothers, um, but um, it might have been Rose. I I don't even think it was Stephen that mentioned this, but 75% of boomer grandparents are involved in raising their grandchildren. So they're playing a bigger role, 30%, 33% of dads are taking on the roles of traditional moms and kids are are playing a bigger role in the purchasing decision. Um, In fact, we learned that nearly half of today's moms consider their child to be one of their best friends. I I could see that. I I have a 7-year-old daughter. So it's a much more collaborative relationship and marketers are looking to reach the the kids as well and and, and hopefully they're they're looking to the grandmothers and, and, and the dads now. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, when we talk about marketing to moms, you raise a very good point, Liz. We're really talking about marketing to moms and those who influence her, right? Yeah. And, and Miriam, you certainly know about that. Um, Your topic on the stage was marketing in the age of overabundance, which I think we in the U.S., even in this down economy, we are blessed by abundance, aren't we? And I think that too many of everything includes too many messages, and we know moms are are bombarded. So how can a, a brand break through?
5: Right. Well, I talked about it because there is a glut of products out in the marketplace and there's tremendous confusion and I would say even cynicism that marketers really need to be aware of. Um, in order to get through to moms, first thing is just keep it short. You have to keep in mind that everybody's operating at Twitter tempo. Women's lives are harried and hurried. They're multitasking. They're master jugglers. And so you need to capture their attention quickly. When it comes to a magazine, this means we're packaging a lot of our information in short bits because we know they read Good Housekeeping cover to cover, but they're not going to read it all at once. They're waiting for their child to finish soccer practice or before they go to sleep. So when we evaluate products, we look at how fast toasters toast and how quickly coffee makers brew. And if you look at products, you can see that anything that's multitasking, a multitasking product, a lipstick that's also a gloss, a shower gel that hydrates and moisturizes, that whole time-saving trend is huge, and it's just never been more relevant for moms. It's also really important to just make it easy when you are, you know, trying to speak to moms. We always say that our mission at Good Housekeeping is to save moms time, money, and hassle. We look at how intuitive products are when we evaluate them, and we look at how easy the manuals are to read. When you look at Apple products, you know, everything Steve Jobs was trying to do was to make everything intuitive. Moms today don't want the hassle of pouring through pages and pages of a handbook that comes with a product or the insert. So whatever you can do to do the work for them um, is always appreciated. When we do our anti-aging beauty awards, they know that we have tested these products not only on thousands of women but also on the lab equipment here. So that is just a huge, um, just saves them hassle. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is to be real. You can't put one over on moms today. They are very, very smart. And so brands need to make their promises realistic. Um, in the magazine. That's what we call one of our sections Drop Five Pounds, not Drop Twenty Five Pounds. Another column we have is called Seven Years Younger, Not Fifteen or Twenty Years Younger. We have a, a section called Good Enough Housekeeping, because moms today don't expect their homes to be perfect, but they are house proud. They're not going to dust their baseboards, but they want their homes to look good and to look organized. So it's about realistic goals. Um, these are goals that moms feel they can attain. Uh, and you need to also realize how cynical um, women are about exaggerated claims. We launched the Green Good Housekeeping Seal because our research showed that women want to buy products that are healthy for themselves, their families, and the planet, but they didn't know what to trust. So it's important to know... That, yes, they love to hear what their friends think, but credentials do count. And if you've done the work for them, in this case where we review all the environmental criteria, that means a lot, and it means that they can trust the product. So those are some of the many things that I touched upon at the conference.
2: Well, and I would imagine too, the credentials coming from something like good housekeeping is what they trust. You know, just Uh-oh, a credential yes. for credential's sake is probably absolutely. not as important, no, right?
5: Absolutely. If it's if this is, you know, we are an iconic uh, brand with an iconic seal. Uh, the Good Housekeeping Seal was founded in 1909, so we're oh, now. 103 years old since wow, 2012. So, yes, and they know that uh, every product that we have rated has been, you know, our engineers, our chemists, you know, they have been uh, thoroughly uh, evaluated. So, yes, find credentials, that really mean something.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think it's what you say about it being intuitive, simple, having done the work for them, um, making it easy for them, all at rapid fire makes total sense. And, Rose, it sounds like you've dug in – and really taking a look at parenting. Your presentation called "Parenting by Millennials." What would Dr. Spock say about new technology, crowdsourcing, and On communities? Sounds kind of like uh, woo, like a lot uh, crammed into probably that 45 minutes on the stage. What do you think it was about your presentation that made such an impression on the audience at marketing to moms?
3: Well, I, I think one of the most important things is so many times when we talk about the new mum, the millennial mum, people just start shooting out, oh, they're into technology. They're You've got to look at them in historical context. So that's one of the first things that we try to do is to historically contextualize these women because they are a byproduct of their predecessors. And so we took the, the group through that and then we said, look, this, this woman is so distinct because she has chosen to define herself primarily as a mother. In previous generations, say the boomers or the Gen Xers, what we found were those women were defining themselves by their work and their career. And when you actually put a question out that said, would you define yourself as a mom, Uh, the vast majority put that in their bottom five ways of defining themselves. The millennials, on the other hand, are actually saying that that is one of the primary ways that they, uh, it's in their top five of how they define themselves. So here we have the first generation since the matures who were the parents of the boomers to come out and say, being a mom is critical to my self-definition and one of my number one reasons for existing. So that is that is a major shift and it's it's a major shift because the Gen Xers and the boomers were looking very much at defining themselves in opposition to an imposed societal role. You know, they were saying no, we don't only want to be mums, we can be this other thing. And what we found very much with millennials and what we've talked about in this presentation and previous presentations about millennials is this group of young women has grown up entitled to academic equality, entitled to uh, career equality, something previous generations did not have. Previous generations were proving they could fulfill those roles, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas this group is, for the first time, yeah, sure, I can get my degree from whatever university and I can get whatever career I'd like, but you know what I'd really like, if given the druthers, if given the choice, is to be a mom. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. It is remarkable, isn't it? But, I mean, I'm I'm a Gen Xer, and um, I totally was looking at creating a name for myself in a career, and being a mom was secondary to that at the time. Do you? So I can totally relate to Gen Xers and Boomers, and the Millennials... Um, because I hire them now, (laughs) Um, and I work with them now, I I can totally see that being a mom as being a top choice for them, how that influences them even in the workplace. So as marketers, uh, which we all are ultimately, what do you think we can learn from millennial moms today that will likely still hold true for the next generation of moms? Do you think that that they, again, will want to be moms as a top box choice, or do you think it will be something different?
3: Well, I think a lot can be decided by this generation and by the rights that they're going to protect for women or not protect for women. What we may see is some of the rights that they they grew up entitled to may be lost due to their indifference. And then we may be back into a cycle of the Gen Xers and and, and the boomers. I think one of the things that we will definitely be seeing the long-term impact of is the whole interaction and dependence upon technology. Uh, during the presentation I actually said if you look at a timeline of the technological advances that these women have grown up with, they're essentially the Steve Jobs generation in many ways. You know, they were the first, they, they grew up with the iPod and the Macbook and the iPad. And what we're seeing now is that they're teaching their children in very different ways and programming those children in very different ways because they are leveraging the iPad to such an extent. And the iPhone, I mean the iPhone is for many children their first toy mm-hmm. because of that pass that digital pacifier effect, right? And what we're actually seeing is that a great many of these women their phone is not their own, as it were, because they are using the phone for themselves and as for a learning or, or a fun toy for their child. So, you know, it's a very different thing that they're teaching children to expect from technology and as well, what they're training them to expect with regards how information is relayed. So if we think of it in terms of, of marketers and how many of us have grossed about the fact that, you know, the consumer is now in control and the consumer is co-creating the brand and you have to involve the consumer in this overall dialogue and that they have the tools to do this on their own if we don't invite them and put a framework around it, we're seeing that that's probably going to be even more extreme for their children because we're essentially programming Programming their early brains to expect that. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, the technological effect, if you will, on the on the future generations of what's going to be expected of them, what's going to be important to them, and the early programming, to your point, what what the impact's going to be. Um, We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I do want to um, ask you all what trends are you looking for in 2012? What are you tracking this year that you think will have implications for folks listening today? Per Strings will be back in just a moment.
1: Okay, time for something we can all relate to, Shopping. Her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers.
2: As you know, being an expert at f**k...
1: What did she say?
2: ...requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f**k? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f**k performance to the next level. It's
3: the language!
2: Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on a Quizio. Oh... Buy, track, manage, optimize and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio search, social, display, one platform.
0: rankings. Let top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced
3: track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs.
0: Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm. The Flame Thrower. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere.
1: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan.
2: Joining me today is Liz Banjame, SVP Director of Moms Initiatives at PM Enterprises, and they're known, of course, for their Marketing to Women and Marketing to Moms conference. And recent Marketing to mom speakers, Rose Cameron with Euro RSCG in Chicago, and Miriam Aaron, Director of the Good Housekeeping Institute. And we've been talking about a lot of the takeaways that came out of the Marketing to Moms conference back in October in Chicago. And each of you is a Marketing to Mom expert for sure. And I know that you have an abundance of information to share. And we've only got five or ten more minutes left, sadly. But in the short time that we have left, I am curious curious, what are the critical things that we really need to understand about moms in order to communicate with them successfully? And I know, Rose, you've mentioned um, technology as being one of them. Anything else that you would you would throw out there?
3: I definitely throw out this expectation by these moms to help in the crowdsourcing of new product development and their desire to actually have a direct impact on the new products being brought to market and their expectation that they will be invited to do so by
4: brands.
2: Mm-hmm. And, Miriam, you certainly know about research um, and moms. What would you say is the critical thing that we need to understand about moms in order to communicate with them successfully?
5: Well, there are a few things. I absolutely agree. We have product testers throughout the country, and they are eager. They fill out you know lengthy questionnaires. They are so eager to have their input um, on our evaluations, and so that consumer feedback is not just valuable for us; it's just very important. Involving them in the product, and they care—they care what the experts think here, but they also want to know what other women think. Um, the other thing I want to bring up about technology is that technology used to be viewed as cold, and now it's really at the heart of family life. It's how families communicate. It's how they schedule their activities. It's how they organize their households. It's how they uh, organize their social engagements. But there are also a lot of concerns. Um, that that moms and parents have. They're in uncharted territory. They are raising their kids who have access to all this technology. They're concerned about how it's impacting the education. There are positive aspects, but there are also negative aspects. And so we are keeping an eye out on uh sort of how they're using technology and what they are responding to. Uh, obviously, the distracted driving that's going on. We just did a survey on that with Yahoo. And, you know, that's something that really... uh technology is a huge part of their lives but how they use it is going to be interesting to watch
2: yeah well that leads right into my next question Miriam you played your hand well (laughs) 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 watching technology for 2012 I'm sure is top of the list for both you and Rose and Liz but I am curious what else what other trends are you looking for Miriam this year
5: well, we we you know, we also have a nutrition lab, we have many other labs here. So certainly obesity, children's obesity, family obesity, health, fitness. We're uh we uh we're very involved in the green world, so everything related to health, it's it's a huge issue for families today. They're busy, they don't have time, kids aren't walking to school, moms are, you know, balancing different jobs. So ha- we um are watching uh, the packaging of food, I think that there, you know, people are being called upon to be more honest and not to make claims that are over the top in terms of their food being like medicine. Uh, we're watching on how families are responding to that, the marketing to kids. Um and of course, green. We, uh, as I mentioned, we launched the Green Get Housekeeping Seal because we know that women are concerned about the environment and are using healthier products, for instance, cleaning products that you they use around kids. And uh, so we definitely are actively involved in that.
3: Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, health is
2: big, and it will continue to be big, to your point, especially since we're an aging population, right? So, yes. Rose, what are, what are you keeping your eye out on as far as trends for 2012?
3: Well, this is actually, it's, it's funny that you started with uh, the information from Stephen at uh, Vibrant Nation because one of the things that we're very conscious of is uh, the grandparents and the dad 's involvement in the raising of the child, and how that is going to change marketing and quite frankly should change marketing um, if you look right now over you know twenty five percent of men feel that they 're misrepresented as fathers in advertising. Only 25 believe that they're represented well. Okay, so that's 75% of them feel that they're horribly represented. And, you know, these are the people who are actually raising a large percentage of our children. And what we found is that when we gave them a list of, of things that husbands and wives are now doing together in relation to the child, the vast majority of those tasks are shared versus, you know, only in, in the realm of the mother. So one of the things that we're starting to just see the peak of is actually involving fathers in the conversation as well as involving the grandparents because as we all see from the recession, uh, the grandparents are actually the ones with the money. The millennials have nowhere near the money that their parents had and quite frankly, the men have been the badliest hit Uh, with regards to the genders in the recession to the point where it's being called a man session. So many of them through necessity are staying at home and raising the children. So here are two critical groups that have been under-marketed to and who are really uh, key influencers as well as money bags essentially for this arena.
2: I couldn't agree more. Uh, My husband stays at home and runs the household and, and he is one of those Uh, Frustrated men, if you will, who have said, they don't get me right in advertising. They don't get me right. They're not talking to me. Why are they talking to the moms all the time? So Mm -hmm. he's definitely among that 75%. -hmm. Um, Liz, I know you watch plenty of trends yourself, but we've only got about a minute left, and I want to make sure that I ask you about what's next on your you're hit parade when it comes to conferences. I know you've got another one just, just coming up really soon.
4: Yes, we're excited to have you on stage, Maria, um, at the 8th Annual Marketing to Women Conference in Chicago, April 23rd and 27th. And we're keeping our eye on the global trend. Um, in fact, this year's theme is exploring the economic and cultural impact of women worldwide. And um, it's going to be a week-long activity called Women Mean Business Week, Celebrity Keynotes, C-suite luncheons, fundraisers, a global panel, Off-Broadway plays. Um, we're also doing healthcare as well. So uh, M2WHC, the third marketing health and wellness to women, will be happening that week. So a lot of exciting marketing to women happenings ha- um, during April 23rd through the 27th in Chicago.
2: Yes, and I'm thrilled to be able to join you in April. Very exciting. I always love all your conferences, but to be able to participate in April, especially thrilled and honored. And sadly, we've gone over a little bit, and I could still talk to you for another half hour to an hour more, but I've I've already imposed enough time. Thank you all three for being on the program today and sharing at least some of the great insight that you were able to share at the recent Marketing to Moms conference. Thank you all again. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, for all of you interested in learning more about Liz, Rose, and Miriam, I want to drive you to a, a couple of websites here, uh, eurorscg.com. Uh, you can check out Rose and her work there in Chicago, and of course, Miriam at Good Housekeeping Institute. please go to goodhousekeeping.com. And as Liz said, there's lots coming up this spring for marketing, to women, marketing to mom and healthcare care and all those great things. Just go to m2w.biz for the latest on that. So thank you all so much. Here's to a happy, healthy 2012 and many more purse strings to come. Thank you to my producer, George, for another great show. And join me right here for another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern time. Until then, make it a great one.